really sure. Let's let's give it a okay, second. You need okay, to, like, we are, we're talking. We're we're being friendly. The cat's yes. gonna jump up on the table. Of Max, say we... some words. Max, say some words. Beautiful. Love Incredible. it. Keep going. Keep talking. Keep talking about what? what Keep you talking, want to um, talk about what's Tell your middle what your name? <laughs> if you could be one of the emotions from Inside Out, which one would you be and why? I didn't see that movie. You no one that saw movie? that movie. Did, so, so, yeah. Sadness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> am I supposed to be talking about? Are we, um, are we going? Is no, this, we're not going. Is it happening? No, we're just testing. We're just testing to see how much the sound You're testing our patience is what's testing going Testing our patience to see how Oh, man, I get to bully two siblings today. He doesn't actually bully me. I do he bully He thinks you. that I bully... He bullies me, but I actually bully him in the end. Can you pass me a phone? I actually need to turn it off. Because I have an alarm that needs... It's going to go off. Did I ever tell you the euthanasia story? No. Can you uh, tell it to us after we're done doing testing? We're recording right now. What are you talking about? Uh, so my former thesis advisor, current sex pervert, uh, <laughs> in high school was not the most well-read individual and told me a story, which I found very amusing when I was in high school in turn, and he was my teacher, mm-hmm. which was um, the teacher in his current events class was going around being like, hey, you need to do reports on world events um, you know, everyone gets to pick a topic, but every person has to pick like one that's exclusive to them. And so they're going around picking topics and the teacher reads off the list euthanasia and a bunch of people are like, I want to talk about euthanasia. I want to talk about euthanasia. And he's just sitting there like, what's going on with the euthanasia? Is there some kind of new protest movement? Why am I not up on the euthanasia? And it took him like three years until he was in a college class being like, oh, that's what was going on. Good shit. Anyways, then he uh, banged and married a student. I don't have a fucking outline. A fucking outline? Fucking outline. <laughs> it's Pikey Blinders. It's not. This is Pikey Blinders. I'm sending you the Pikey Blinders. <laughs> Peaky Blinders is that show where every episode they have to use the phrase Peaky Blinders, right? And that's like the title yeah. card. And they got really, really, like, obscure. Um, they're like, he, he's my horse, and his name is Peaky, and he gets afraid, which is why he has the blinders on. Oh, you mean the Peaky blinders? Okay, let's get this started. Let's get the show on the road. I got things to do with people to see. Okay, go. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. You do it. <laughs> To why will no one date these guys? I'm Joel Guy. I'm Naomi Guy. And Naomi, today is our very special 100th episode of the podcast. How have we gotten this far and not murdered each other? Um, because we sit across the table from each other, but today we're sitting on the same side of the table because oh, we have a very right. special guest. Woo! You're gonna <laughs> really poorly on the audio. I know. I'm gonna let you edit this bad. Part. I already told you I would. Oh, okay, that works. Uh, who is our special <laughs> guest? It's what was his code name? Ferdinand? What was his, what was his code name? Gregory. Gregory. Yeah, it's Gregory. This is Gregory. Yeah. Would you like us to use code name Gregory, or can we refer to you as your Catholic actual name? name. <laughs> Catholic name? Yeah. My Christian name? Yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's actually Max. Max? And who are you, Max? <laughs> I'm the eldest of the guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? We have a third sibling? Max, we've been working on this, like extended Kardashian family empire for a while. Yeah. You know, we started with this. We're going to start doing spinoffs. I, I decided that I'm going to like take the leap and be the guy sibling that puts out the sex tape that gets us all popular. So just so you know, we if you hear Jonas. anything about me, believe it. Um, <laughs> I mean, Lauren is like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, she's above average for a woman. So she's like, you know, all tall with the Pauls. That's going to be the next one. She talks about, like, you know, being a tall person. Can we talk about above average for a woman and go back and say above average height for a woman? (laughs) Sure. We'll edit that in. We'll splice that in. I'm really just interested if, like, someone listens to this for the first time and is just imagining, like, a really, really tall Lauren. (laughs) I'm picturing, like, a giraffe. (laughs) I am dating a giraffe. Max, we're not talking about you enough. Um, I think our listeners have been waiting to hear about the people who shaped us 
the people they tune in to listen every week. And we've dropped hints that we have siblings. We've dropped hints we even have parents at different points. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It was really crazy. And I think now they want to hear about you. But before we get into you and your background, we have one really important question to start the episode with, and that is, which one is your favorite episode that we've recorded? Obviously the first one. It's the most raw and the most original. And you just find your Okay, next question. How many episodes have you legitimately, not lying, legitimately listened to? Three. Three? And was it the first three? Yes. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So you have 97 to catch up on. Yeah. Uh, 96, I'll give it to you. You recorded this, so you don't have to re-listen to it. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Okay, that's totally cool, fair. cool, cool. Yeah, well, I caught, I was up to date, and then <laughs> I got so far behind, and I was like, should I just binge all of these, or should I just go on blind? And I think the more, going on blind is more genuine. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you love the first one so much, the rawness of it, it's really just, that just encompasses our entire podcast. Really not. I think a lot of potential listeners are a little turned off. We're getting like like an MCU level canon now we're at 100 episodes. Yeah. And so I think we need to like trim down the total number of episodes we have available. So like like a, like a, not, what's the opposite of an extended cut? Like a reduced cut where you can just watch like three hours of MCU stuff and you'll be up to speed with what's going on in the universe. Are we just going with the trends of society and causing inflation in our podcast episodes as well? I mean... Yes, I feel like you're trying to start an econ podcast spinoff now. Why will no one inflate these guys? I which think is we also should, the name of our war podcast. I think we should talk about our drink and then get into some seriousness about Gregory because Gregory's here for a reason. One day, Gregory guy <laughs> woke up and found he turned into a cockroach. Today, we are drinking Polly Pops collab with Donutology glazed donut soda. Can we clink her glasses, or is that too bad? Okay. It smells like a stale glazed donut. And it tastes like you melted one in some Coke. No, it tastes like a gluten-free donut. It does taste like a gluten-free. Like the 2006 gluten-free donuts that you got before yeah. gluten-free it's got like really big. It's like a stale donut, by which I mean a gluten-free donut. Yeah, exactly. Because those things cannot retain moisture to save their lives. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's got the bouquet. Um, this would make a really interesting ice cream float. I don't mean, like, mix it with ice cream. I mean, like, ice cream and instead of, like, root beer, you pour this over. Similar to how people eat, like, donut sandwiches. Did I tell you they have alcoholic root beer now? And I'm really tempted to make that new root beer float. Mm, Would it be called root beer beer? No, just that. I think it's just, I think it's just hard root beer. That's terrible. Yeah. I hate it. So anyways. Max, Mm -hmm. tell us about yourself. What, what do you do? What's what, your name? What are you up to? What's your social security number? What's your ATM code card? I don't know that one. Oh, okay. Uh, where do I begin? Um, you were born on... I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, I don't know what they know about you guys, but I was born in Indiana, unlike one of these co-hosts. Um, Why are you all staring at me? The only authentic Arizona native on this podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm a man of two worlds. <laughs> and then we moved to Arizona, and then um, then went to college and studied landscape architecture. And I, ironically, have never pursued a, or never had a professional job in landscape architecture. And so now I am uh, working architecture and currently working with my license. And that's been just going swell. And, um, and, I don't know, what else? Max, and now I, I was just got out of a long-term relationship a year ago. It's almost been a year, yeah. yeah. Max, we know you have very raw emotions about this. Why <laughs> is it you got a landscape architecture degree? Uh, well, two reasons. Um, about three quarters of the this major is the same as normal architecture. And, um... It was honestly a lot easier to get into than architecture. Program. Well, there's also something about the like architecture cartel limiting the number of people who can get certifications, right? Am I crazy? Mm. Okay, yeah. I'm just spreading rumors. Yeah. No, it's it's just really hard to get an architect like actual architecture school, and so I kind of bypass that by going to study landscape architecture, an adjacent major, and so um, I I still really enjoy it, but it's not something that's as profitable. 
to make a living with as actual architecture is. And plus I have much more passionate feelings about constructing housing and um, <coughs> knowing how to build the space around me and stuff like that. You know, houses are kind of like landscapes filled with people instead of plants. Yeah, I've heard that before. Was that Le Goussier? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I want to ask this next question. So we have throughout um, the 96 episodes that you haven't listened to mm -hmm. discussed lessons that we were taught growing up about dating. Mm. Can you discuss in short term and long term how that shaped you into the relationships that you've had since you were 15, 16? I don't know who talked to him about like basic grooming, but like his beard is much better than mine is. And it's because like dad can't grow a beard, lesson. and so he didn't have the ability to tell you how to groom it properly. That's true. Yeah. Also, you're like just wearing a fresher fit, and I'm wearing a Garfield t-shirt where he's wearing a cowboy hat. So I think that's glorious. Okay, but, that's good to hear. <laughs> um, but a very obviously not original art, unfortunately. Uh, yes, I, I I forget what was on this. Lauren has sent me several variations of this. Um, I think one of my favorites is, alas, Alexander looked upon the world and wept because there were no more lands to conquer. I thought that was also pretty good. Same Garfield wearing a cowboy hat. Uh, it's the general vibe, and I feel I need three or five of these that all have different quotes that I can wear at different times of the year. Or maybe have all of them in like my bag and go out on... You know, the town with my friends and duck into the bathroom and swap out quotes every couple hours. So that they think that they're getting drunker and drunker, but they're actually not. They're just completely sober. You're just playing mind games on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how my ex-boyfriend did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to know I and your ex-boyfriend have a lot in common. Besides the name? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Ouch. Oh, boy. Oh, Zing. Max, what were you talking about? <laughs> dating and relationships. So, uh, just to recap, what lessons were you taught about date about dating growing up and any major lessons learned from relationships? Uh ooh. No, well, I don't know what our parents taught you guys, but they didn't really they kind of not do the birds and the bees kind of thing. Never had that talk. I guess it was kind of implied. I, I believe at one point, one of our parents who remain unidentified <laughs> pulled me aside and was like, hey, they talk about like reproduction in seventh grade biology, right? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, okay, good. Uh, I think that was it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get that experience at all. I, did, I never, because I went to Montessori school, didn't get that uh, biology class. Um, didn't. None of her parents told us, so I basically had to pick it up by myself. And we went to, like, a basic normal public school, so we had, like, a lot of opportunities to interact with people. And that's why Max has three kids by three separate baby mamas. Mm hmm Yeah. Yep. Gregory, Frederick. Greg Jr., thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, you didn't learn a lot from our parents. Yeah. How did you pick those things up? Besides the internet. Was it like media? media? Okay, yeah. it wasn't just like trial and error. I mean, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of that too. Okay. I learned don't stick your dick in crazy. Um, can I say that? Yeah, I, you can. Okay. Um, he has to edit out how many times I've sent. Be. I'm just kidding. <laughs> how many times I say ejaculate in a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we get a running tally right now. Yeah. <laughs> I scratch a little tally mark on the table every time she does that. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. It is very trial and error. And it was, I don't know. It could have gone a lot smoothly. Probably a lot better if I uh, didn't have like such self esteem issues and depression for the majority of my life and do you want to uh, hold my hand no, are you okay no but okay. uh i'll kick your leg affectionately under the table no it, it's uh i don't know it's like i never i've never not been like had a problem for finding potential partners but it's always been like do i want them do they want me kind of thing and i don't know it's 
so they chase you, and so you have the option, but you don't know if you actually want them by the time that you guys exactly. get to the point. I'm wondering what sort of media you were looking to growing up. Because as far as I remember, we had like six VHS cassettes in our house and nothing else to watch on. And The TV. Simpsons. It, no, it was like three VHSs, each which had three episodes of The Simpsons. Later, we evolved to DVDs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a copy of Lilo and Stitch. Leslie Nielsen's The Savage Garden. which had Chicken some, Run. Chicken Run. I yeah. think that was it. There was like... Yeah. Maybe a baby Einstein or something. And we then, had um uh we had Bo- Bubba Hotep. Um, we had that. <laughs> and we had uh fuck Lord of the Rings. I think it yeah. was um Kill Bill. Did we have Kill Bill? I think we had Kill Maybe Bill. Maybe in the DVD case for Kill it, Bill. We did have the DVD. <laughs> so uh, so, yeah, what, so were you, what were you looking yeah. to? I was the Lord of the Rings for Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. That, um, that explains the Aragorn beard, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um no, it's like uh, I watched way too much Netflix when Netflix was still uh, when first starting to do online. So I got watched way too much television, uh, and so How I Met Your Mother, and Scott Pilgrim, um, just like shows like that, movies like that, where they focus around dating and moving in with your partner and stuff like that, where it's more drawn out and. I know they're not like perfect uh, representations of that, but it just kind of got. I, I knew it was like artist interpretation at all points, so I got at least got a vague idea of what was going on. I do recall you had a fascination with what was it Barney Stimson? From Stimson. How, Stimson. Yeah. From How I Met Your Mother for a while, you had the the rubber ducky tie, and, I and mean, now I, I just, still have that. I just did that because it was an easy Halloween costume. It oh, really is. Okay. I yeah. also did that same Halloween costume. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay, do you have any more specific questions? Or? Well, I mean, I, I seem to recall you watched a lot of public access television late at night. I'm wondering how much The Simpsons influenced that, too. Do you base all of your relationships off of Homer and Marge? No. Oh, okay. So you're more Ned and... Absolutely, yeah. Not okay. More. <laughs> you're more Clancy Wiggum and his wife, who I don't think is ever named Nancy Wiggum, maybe? No, I'm pretty sure Nancy was Fred's wife. Ned's wife? <laughs> you can tell we all watched a lot of Simpsons. Then we watched the knockoff made in Singapore. I did, yeah. It was all in Chinese. Yeah. Oh. So you picked up different lessons, some good, some bad. And how do you think that influenced what you were looking for at different points? Like high school versus college, post-college now? I think I've always been looking for a partner. I haven't really... Uh, had much interest in the like one night stands kind of thing because I've just I, I did that last October slash November and that was not I didn't feel good about that and uh, so but to find because there's like what I've been struggling with is it's like there's people that are interested in me but if I'm not sure if I'm interested in them, and and so because they have interest in me, I'm like, I'm like, am I interested in them at all? Like, or do I need to move on? Or do I need and I do either like spiral beat myself up if I'm like, this could be a thing or it could not be a thing, and am I being too picky? And but the thing that I found is like I can't really fake emotions at all like I can't like fake interest I can't fake um enthusiasm for spending time with a person so that's kind of what I go for so basically just vibes I'm looking for vibes um you heard it here first ladies and gentlemen Max is looking for vibes if there's already a vibe in your life Max is okay with that So where are you now? Like, are you, you're single, you're dating. Very, like, very where? single. Yeah. When okay. you say partner, are you looking for someone to have children with, someone to travel the world with, someone to just keep a house together with? Um, someone who's as excited to see me as I'm excited to see them. Oh, that's really cute. I really don't. Have Do you need a partner or a dog? <laughs> yeah. My cat would be fine too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and here's your kid. Well, you can't go. Re- you can't go on like adventures with your cat. 
I mean, yeah, I guess you, you can. can. I guess you, you can, can put them in a backpack. Okay, they can't be. They can't pick up and drive a car. Okay, you live they in San can. Francisco, and last time I was there, I swear I saw three people with the same little bubble backpack where their kitten was inside. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people. Yeah. Depending on the town that you're in, you see people um, with the cats on leashes. Um, versus cats in a bubble backpack, and it really just shows the socioeconomic level of the town that you're in at that mm-hmm. point. So speaking of San Francisco, you've lived there six years? No. What? No. Five years? No. Eight Four. Years? You have no track of time, do you? I don't. Everything since 2020 has been a blur, and 2016 to present seems to have occurred in like the last two years, so... Yeah, that's fair. Uh, close to four years now. Four years, Okay. Um, and how would you say the dating scene works there? What, what are people looking for? What's like the breakdown of personality types? Uh, it's very brutal. Um, Interesting. <laughs> it's because the demographics are not in my favor because it skews about 35 to 80 of the majority of the people that live there. Um, well, 35 and 80 being what? In the 35 to 80, that's the age difference. He's saying those Oh, yeah. oh, I thought you were saying yeah. the percentage. I was like, of what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know San Francisco has a university, but I don't think it's that big of a presence. No, my, my rule was to date someone older than her. <laughs> that's fair. Well, there's yeah. grad students. Come on. And PhD candidates. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, but there's not a lot of those. and A lot of them don't live in the city. So, fair, fair. So, uh, so there's about... 14% of the population that's within, like, dating age range for me. Um, and uh, of those people, a lot of them move with a partner, which I've noticed. That's basically how you get a solid relationship in San Francisco. You come with a partner. Um, and uh, there's, like, a little less than a million people that live there. And most of the people that... Like, if you just go on Bumble or Tinder or something, most of those people that are there during the day go back to wherever they live. So you can't swipe during the day or whatever. Mm-hmm. A lot There's so many tourists. Um, so it, it's it's a very interesting experience because I can, I've can i gone on dates with people that are, like, way out of my league. Like, I went on a date with an anesthesiologist uh, who was making, I think, 270K a year or something. And... Um, well, that gets you, you know, a one-bedroom at market prices. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, and that gets you a really nice dinner. What did, did she pay? Nice. Damn, okay. Yeah. Our, brother, yeah. our brother's and, got it. And um, I never saw her again, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, Free yeah. dinner, though. You're and the eye Yeah, lots of tech people, lawyers, um, nurses... Uh, like travel nurses, I've been on a lot of dates with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, I went most recently on a date. With, most I got asked out, which is very, 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 very rare, mm-hmm. uh, by this girl who was a has her own tech startup from my Combinator. If those words mean yes. anything, you nope, <laughs> nothing. Um, I was in that scene. I get you. Right. Um, and yeah, and then I haven't really been on a serious date since that, and that was like a month ago. Okay. Um, I'm. I I've mentioned this yesterday, but like it's it's very easy for me to get laid with someone I'm not attracted to, mm-hmm. <laughs> but to find someone I actually want to spend time with and don't just like feel hollow and empty after it, it's an absolute struggle. Nice. And I feel like it's just way easier to date here. You have to drive, for sure. You mean Arizona? Yeah, in Arizona, yeah, yeah. Um, but you can actually afford a car here. Exactly, so. exactly. Do you feel either the interests of the average person, such as you know tech startup people, or the income levels of those people make dating a little weird? Yes. Okay. It, absolutely. So you um, can't talk about tech stacks and optimizing AI? and. No, 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 it's not that. It's just like... Everyone, basically, no matter their socioeconomic level, there is just barely scraping by. There's, Interesting. There's n- very few people that are thriving. Sure. Because there's like, even if you're making over six figures, the average apartment's over three grand. So that's the majority of your income right there. Food. It, the the thing that I've learned with that, with if we work at Google or Facebook or whatever the fuck, whatever. 
really expensive tech startups are and getting a lot of money is they expect a lot of hours of your time. So you're right. working more than 40 hours a week. So what that comes with that is if they don't give you food, you're eating out, and that, that's most of your food budget right there. So you're still just scraping by if you have a car, even worse, because cars are super expensive in California. And you have to pay for parking. Pay for parking, pay for your parking. Insurance Spawn. in California. Yep, 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 yep. And so, yeah, there's just like this uh, creep of the more money you get, the more money they take from you. Mm-hmm. And so, very, yeah, very few people I've met are actually doing well and thriving. So it's not really an environment where you're like, oh yeah, I'm ready to sell down, have mm-hmm. date someone seriously, because everyone, it's like, I, I feel like there's suspicion with women where they're just like, are they using me to like move in with me or something? <laughs> <laughs> cheaper rent or- I honestly would like your cottage like it's not big enough but for two people but I would want to move in there my landlord said two people lived in there for a year they're from Germany yeah, yeah just for a year though oh, they were yeah. like get me out of here they yeah, in the uh, before we move on I do want to sort of focus a little more in on the dating culture of SF and before we get to that I do have a question for you Naomi okay can you tell sitting next to me how badly I need a shower That's right! It's the return of the podcast game show Way Too Personal! The only in-podcast game show where we explore the best and worst of Craigslist dating personal ads. Um, Naomi looks so happy right now. Ah, I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah, because you didn't listen to 96 episodes. I think this is iteration 4, 5, 6, somewhere in there. Uh, But basically, I've gathered a bunch of miscollection ads from Craigslist in both the San Francisco metropolitan area and the Phoenix area. I'm going to read the description, and then you have to tell me which area it came from. Okay, Jamie, pull it up. Uh, Naomi (laughs) is notoriously bad at this. Actually, I won last time. The only person she's beat is Haley. Oh, wow. And they were neck and neck up until the end. It was quite impressive. Um, So here's the first one. Mm -hmm. Bear with me. We ended up sharing a cab from this airport. We chatted at the bar after our flights landed. Turned out we lived within three miles of one another, so we decided to share a cab. We seemed to hit it off pretty well, but for whatever reason, after I got dropped off first, we parted ways without exchanging numbers. Well, here we are three weeks later. I did think about you every once in a while, but I was on Bed We Go looking for someone to have fun with the other day, and your profile came up. Nice pics, by the way. It seems you've not been online in a while because I saw you on there. I sure do hope you see this because I'm really interested in you. Do not want to have to settle for one of those other not-as-classy women on there that have shown interest in getting together with me. Crossing fingers, and hey, you know where I live, so come spy on me if you want. Bed we go. What you is know, bed, bed we go? What is bed the popular we go? online match making website? Bed we go. go. Naomi, you're gonna get all of the spams. Spam watcher. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> Find women for a good time. Find women for a good time. Ipaddress.com. So we think that is a San Francisco or Phoenix metropolitan area. Mm, three miles is kind of large. I'm going to say Arizona. Yeah, I'm saying Arizona. Too. You're both saying Arizona? Yeah. You two are correct. That is from Sky Harbor, Arizona. Wow. What now, is Sky Harbor, Arizona? Is that just like the airport? Shut up. <laughs> uh, I, I cut out the name of the airport. It was from Sky Harbor. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, well, here we go with the second one. We shared a cab from this airport. We chatted at the bar for a while after our flights landed. Turned out we lived within three miles of one another, so we decided to share a cab. We seemed to hit it off pretty well, but for whatever reason, after I got dropped off first, we parted away without exchanging numbers. Blah, 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 blah. I was on bed we go, hoping to find someone to have fun with the other day, and your profile came up. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, where do we think that one's from? San Francisco, because it's a scam site. It is a scam site. Max? <laughs> I gave it away. It's San Francisco. Uh, yeah, bed oh. we go is now prominently advertised on every Craigslist in major cities. I don't understand why they think the best way to advertise their fraudulent website is through the miscollection section on Craigslist. But it's probably a bot that made it. I mean, yeah, that's probably. totally possible. I'm sure Craigslist is probably the easiest way to post and make you know a lot of interaction with people. So learn from us. Don't go on bedwego.com. Don't go to bedwego.com. Uh, next one. My daughter thought you hit her car in the McDonald's drive-thru yesterday. You got out to help her, and now she can't stop talking about you. Describe her so she knows it's you. Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. They don't have McDonald's. Okay, you both believe it's Phoenix. For extra points, which suburb of Phoenix do we think that is? Ooh. Uh, I'm saying Gilbert. I'm going to say the Peoria area. Santa. 
like Peoria, Glendale, like. Ooh, Naomi has it with Glendale, Arizona. Yeah. Um, Lululemon. I heard you say your name to the associate, the Lululemon store. It's Lululemon. And gave me a winning smile when I said out loud to no one in particular, $128? Wow, at these prices, it's cheaper to be fat. I didn't know everyone could hear me, but I was so happy to see your face light up. Like what your name translates to in French, your smile is perfect. I hope you see this. I'd love to talk to you. I think we have a similar ironic sense of humor. You're Asian and maybe some other background. Your long curly black hair is in a ponytail. I think you're in a sport. You are very athletic. I'm a white male, not particularly athletic. San Francisco. That is Belmont. Which is San Francisco area. Um, are you two tied? I think you're tied right now, two and two. No, I don't think so. Oh no, you got the extra yeah. point. Okay, two and three. Max, you got Ooh. time to make up. Got two more. Look at these guns. I missed the fun times we had last weekend. By the way, I miss your smooth and soft curbs. Curb and loved curbs. your long hair. Hope you one day return in your next vacation. Is that also Sky Harbor? <laughs> I'm going to say Phoenix. Yeah, we're in San Francisco. You think it's San Francisco? Yeah. That is Tempe, Arizona. Damn. Naomi, you have it. <clears throat> Four to two. Uh, well, for five points, we'll make this last one. Max, fight back. Uh, Sunday afternoon, we talked of Wayne Scott. We kept running into each other and having amusing snippets of conversations. We browsed the salvage yard. You asked me to guard my finds as you went and got your bin. When you correctly used the term wainscoting, I was extremely impressed, but at the same time, maybe a little intimidated by your youth and beauty. Let's talk building stuff, archaic architectural terms, and dogs, and cats, and other animals, if you're down for it. And I'm not married or otherwise involved, just in case you see this and you're wondering. I'm going to say Phoenix, because there's only one salvage yard that I know of in San Francisco, and it's outside at Hunter's Point. It's dang San Francisco, though. Okay. Well, it's also a super fun site, so. No. Okay. <laughs> um, you're saying Phoenix. Yeah, I'm saying Phoenix. I'm saying San Francisco because no one cares about Wayne's cutting here. I think Max has it. What? you in San Francisco. Okay. Well done. That was the building resources yard of San Francisco. I don't know fun. anything about it. I'll take you there if you come. Uh, Max, is this your post? Because it sounds like you want to talk building stuff. Don't worry, he's not involved. Dogs, cats, and other animals. Well, very well done, Naomi. Once again, Haley is the only person Naomi has successfully defeated. Um, I appreciate you indulging me. That's a tie, just because I got one point. (laughs) The last one. Um, Best dates, worst dates. Give us the juice. Squeeze it out. Okay. Uh, and was it with the anesthesiologist? No. Oh, okay. the thing she can do uh, with gas. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was uh, kind of strange. So what I've learned from going on dates with nurses is that they see a lot of death. Mm-hmm. And that kind of affects them in a very weird way. And they become very callous to things. And so... Um, not really fun people to spend time around. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I feel, is it fair to say a lot of them can drink more than you can? Yes. Okay. Um, to the point that they have substance abuse issues or just in an impressive way? Um, high-functioning alcoholics. Okay, okay. I think the other benefit of nurses is you probably go out with friends more often to de-stress and you have the disposable income to afford more than two cocktails at a meal. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I'd say the best one I went on with this travel nurse, but she wasn't just like a normal travel nurse. She was like, um, pediatric, like, what, is it pediatrician? But like specialized a in babies. pediatric? Oh, yeah. she works in the, the, uh, not the PICU. It's the, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. you Kid intensive care? No, yeah. it's the PICU is the pre- Natal. Prenatal yeah. ICU. Okay. Yeah, so... She worked in that, and she was a travel nurse, and, like, literally, she, like, uh, literally traveled all the time. Like, she was living in a place. She had her place, um, 
paid for. And so she was using all that extra money on the travel stipend, or the, the housing stipend to travel. So she was like, she's the only person I know who's going to Antarctica. And like, mm -hmm. just like, wow. she went to Ireland and Scotland and just like all these places. And just like, um, I was like legitimately impressed by how smart she was. Um, and so we went to uh, Fioli Gardens, which is like kind of like Desert Botanical Garden mixed with. Um, Victorian mansion, so you get to walk through the mansion and then you gotta walk through the gardens. So it's like Hearst Castle. <laughs> Baby Hearst Castle, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, that was a really good date, and then we went to this, it's called the Water Temple. <laughs> it's down the street from there. And then we went to... Is that a bar? No, it's literally a temple dedicated to water. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's at the head of a... We're gonna have a couple of those in Phoenix in the coming years. <laughs> um... So it's the head of a reservoir, so it's like where everything, all the water comes out of. It's nice, pretty cool. nice. Yeah, um, it's like people take prom photos there and whatnot, and graduation photos. I didn't know they had kids in the city. I am also place. shocked that there's a prenatal nurse <laughs> that can afford to live in SF. Oh, she didn't live in SF. She lived in um, San Mateo. Okay. Yeah, so this is on the peninsula. And then we went to get dim sum, and then we watched... One of the worst first date movies in, in existence, which was called Men, which is oh, absolutely terrifying. Wait, why are you laughing so? Do you hard? know about this movie? I haven't seen it, but I was—I read a description of one of the ending scenes in excruciating detail. Doesn't a guy like give birth to himself like fifty times in rapid yeah. succession? So, yeah, yeah, for different for parts state. of his body. Worst yeah, for every single time. Anything about this movie before you? No, know. she chose it because it was like a twenty-four. She was like into horror movies, which I don't know. It was a kind of. It was. A, I don't know if it's a red flag or not. If you're into horror movies, oh, there's, right. there's a lot of people into horror movies. But I wanted to watch everything all everywhere all at once or whatever. Yeah. that is a it. much better first yeah. date. Yeah, I hadn't seen it, but she already saw, it, and so she was like, "Let's go see this other movie." Because there wasn't a lot of other movies that weren't for like absolute children. Okay, you want to see Inside Out? You want to see the Minions movie or whatever? From what I understand, the core message of men again i have not seen this film i've seen a lot of discussion around this film and i was thinking maybe we should discuss it on the podcast and like no one who listens to our podcast will ever see this film but the co core idea of men is like masculine culture reinforces specific norms that to a certain extent all men practice yeah and the metaphor of the man giving birth to himself multiple times as graphically depicted at the end of the film symbolizes this idea that men's perversions and like willingness to accept patriarchal standards birth the same ideas over and over again and all men are sort of like carbon copies of some like huge asshole male at the beginning of existence and there have to be radical changes made to society to break men away from that path well it's interesting that you say that because there's only two men in the entire movie yeah uh there's the main character's boyfriend who dies commits suicide at the beginning of the movie, and then there's this one man who has his face deep faked onto every other man's body. Right, right and, and the idea behind that is free. all men share the same notions, even if they are like different individuals. So moving on, well, I'm I think just saying that, that is perhaps the worst film. Being like, hey, I would like to have a heterosexual date with you. Let us watch this film about you as a male individual. All, embodying the worst traits All I'm saying is that the Minions would have been, been a better bet. I agree. I think it was Minions 2 that I got felt up in in high school, so... <laughs> Thank you, you. You can do anything to that movie. <laughs> okay, that was... Yeah, way too much information to know. Yeah, so that... I do I now want a film called Minions, spelled M-E-N-I-N-I-O-N-S. -N -N <laughs> it's just Minions giving birth to each other. <laughs> There's something out there on the internet. Uh, Keep going, Max. I, I think that was overall pretty good date besides the movie bit. Did you ever see her again? Yeah, how do you how do you how do you follow up that movie? You walk out of the theater and you're like Well, we shake hands? Her, yeah. <laughs> yeah, got a hug, I don't know. Oh, but she was, was like <laughs> Yeah. And then we kept talking and things kinda of fizzled out from there. Because she went to Antarctica, and we never saw Max, her again. Max, sort of a romantic comedy where you Whoa. travel to Antarctica and meet her, and you kiss in the snow, and then a polar bear attacks. And then it becomes a struggle. Because they're really hungry. Yeah. Uh, I think that was the best date I've been on most recently. Um, 
Okay, roller coaster <laughs> What's your best all time date? I'm not talking about recently, just all time best date that you've ever been on. Most of that sounded pretty good. I mean, I bought a thirty ball thirty dollar bottle of tequila and this girl came over. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that was my cheapest, most effective date. That makes sense, honestly. Yeah. Makes sense. That'd work on me. You know. Next time, get pickle juice. Only uh-huh. bad bitches like pickle juice. Pickleback shots. Mm. So you have pickle juice and you have a shot of tequila. It's very good. Sometimes and then put you on add minions, natural pickle. The rise of Gru in your Stop. apartment. <laughs> so what's your worst first date experience? His eyes just got so wide. He was Max like, oh, I like, um, Which one? Yeah, yeah specific. Uh, I don't know. There's this girl. I was doing this thing for a while where uh, I realized I basically had like a free couple hours every Thursday. Almost. Yeah. And so I was trying to get a date every Thursday, which wow. I was doing That's pretty for a couple weeks. And uh, it was about a couple months actually. Um, and so I got this, got this girl to drive up from Daly City, which is not far, but it's not close. No. Her brother is a cat. And they went to a bar that you want to go to. She chose it. Um, and then she was like a very enthusiastic. And then we met. And then she was like, then she went to the, got, a, got drinks. And then she went, like, didn't even drink her drink. Went to the bathroom. And then went and pet a dog. And then grabbed her jacket and left. And I was like, what the fuck happened? Because, <laughs> like, I'd said, like, basically, hi. Yeah. And we didn't really talk. Yeah. And then she just left. Maybe the fact that you didn't really talk. She went to the bathroom immediately. <laughs> oh, so it was like, hi, nice to meet you. And then it was, like, bathroom, and then she just dipped. Are we yeah. sure she didn't actually just need to use the bathroom? She's like, I know this great bar, <laughs> three restrooms, easily accessible from the outside. Um, did you have to pay for it? Did you even order drinks, or did you just I walk did, out? yeah. Was it another thirty bottle, thirty dollar bottle? It's like no, nah, twenty six dollars. <laughs> that's the problem. Uh, yeah, that's the reason it didn't work. Uh, and then the most recent day would kind of suck too because she asked me out, but I felt like it was kind of like obligation. I was kind of worried. She, she was. I've been. It's. I found it's much easier to date people that are older than me right now. So like okay. thirty one, thirty two. Okay. But the problem with that is they're either looking for marriage or to get settled down like yesterday Mm -hmm. which i'm not opposed to but when they're just have unrealistic expectations about that okay and they're like i have this idea they're like they have this idea in their head of what they're looking for and if you don't immediately 100 percent meet that then you just slide the left or you're gone well what is that what is the general consensus of like settling down is it like oh you need to make this much a year and you need to have your like a good place that we can both move into or is it like you need to have all your shit together and then like and we can be good i think there's no consensus but it's just like a tall dark handsome kind of thing and then you need to make more money than me and i don't know um that's interesting yeah and uh so I felt like this date that this girl asked me on was just like obligation date where she was like, cause all, she complained about all of her friends getting married and mm-hmm. it was just like, um, I checked enough boxes mm-hmm. for her to like go have, on the date. Yeah. But not enough to actually be interested in with. And I, I so would, that really sucked. But I, I have to wonder, cause I, I'm sure there are people out there in the pool who say, you know, I want someone making at least X amount of money. And I can imagine that's an important factor in incredibly expensive places like San Fran. But I'm reminded of that passage from that Dr. Phil book we read, Naomi, where Dr. Phil is like, most women express the preference for dating someone who's taller than them. Mm -hmm. But the vast majority of, you know, women are okay ending up in a relationship with a guy shorter. And he's like, yeah, I know plenty of people who are shorter than their partner who are dating, like, taller women. And so he's like, a lot of people think certain things are important but are okay settling down with something that doesn't necessarily mean Yeah. So- I hate to scare the audience, but every single relationship that I've heard of where the woman is taller than the man, she cheats on him. 
Whoa, Naomi, that's that that's assuming very a lot. Anecdotal. I no. thought you were going to say she dribbles her partner like a basketball in the bedroom. It sounds very kinky. What were you going to say? Well, it's like, uh, also the problem with everything being so expensive is uh, you are physically aged, but mentally you're not so much. Like, you're still in this, like, developmental stage because you haven't have an ability to actually grow as a person. Like, you can't buy a property and you can't... Exactly. And I guess that's even harder when going out on a date costs $150, really, regardless of where you're going, what you're doing. Except for the $30 bottle of tequila. tequila. That's the <laughs> secret, ladies. I almost went on a date with a girl from Doha, uh, from Qatar, mm-hmm. and she wanted to get $5 pizza, which I was like, hmm, cheapest date ever. <laughs> <laughs> there was just, like, immediately red flags that were just too apparent. I'm really surprised you didn't tell the story of the first date that you went on with that individual that you went to San Diego with, and San Diego was technically your first date. No, there were no other dates besides that. Oh, I had no idea. I thought that was your first date. No, that was the first trip abroad. Abroad? <laughs> <laughs> he felt that flight was too long. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, fine. Outside of San Francisco, outside of the general neighborhood, um, I briefly courted a person who lived down the street from me, who was an au pair, and it went swimmingly. Um, <laughs> as you can tell by my tone, and you really don't sound any different. You really when you're don't. saying sarcastic things <laughs> you really as don't. when you're normally like intoning and trying to add inflection. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I learned don't date no pears. Um, oh, apples are okay though. <laughs> <laughs> I get like one good joke an episode. His face is the best part. Uh, yeah, this is when you need to do the video podcast bit now. Okay, yeah. I, I guess it's worth asking, how are you actually meeting these people? Are there specific dating apps you're utilizing? It's purely just bubble. Do you don't put up, like, flyers in your neighborhood with will date for good home? <laughs> yeah, it shows that simple. No, That know. feels like a very San Francisco Will thing. date for cat. Yeah. I don't know. I, I was doing bubble because bubble felt like, because uh, there's like there's like so many steps on the online dating thing where they're just like okay you have to match and then they have to message you and then they have to have interest in you instead of just like be like hi or mm-hmm. hey or whatever and then you have to have a good conversation and then um, and you have to meet and blah, there's so many steps and it's it's uh, so you did the thing that allows the woman to do all the work you just sit back and see the requests rolling. That's uh, if you get Bumble Premium. Essentially. Um, because it's like not really worthwhile to like just harass women who aren't interested in you. <laughs> well said. <laughs> Good advice. I think this is going to be the audio we clip for our uh, Instagram little reel. Yeah. Be like, you know, it's not worth it to harass women who may or may yeah. not be interested yeah. in you. So, um, that's, so that's your favorite way to date women is by not no. harassing them? I like to know that they at least have some interest in me before I start pursuing them. But the problem with that is I'm starting to feel very foolish for using a hookup app to find a partner. It's not a dating, that's not a hookup app. It's a hookup app. In San Francisco it might be. Yeah. It's not called Bum Bumble. (laughs) Not called Fumble. Fumble would be the name of the hookup app. Isn't Bumble where they, isn't San Francisco where they came up with the idea for Bumble? It was like San Jose. Okay, yeah. this is interesting because like Tinder started as a hookup app that kind of became a normal dating, a dating app. app, and, and now Bumble, Bumble has become the hookup app. Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. I had no idea. Well, I, I'm interested because I, I wonder if this is more true of dating apps in San Francisco than elsewhere. Because every yeah. so often I stumble across some article that's like all about the incredibly large kink scene in Los Angeles and San Francisco, mm-hmm. and it'll go into like excruciating detail about all these tech companies that organize these giant orgies and these amazing mansions. Have you, you, have, you haven't heard anything about this? Get into tech, bro. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, I guess it's, it's maybe a bigger thing over there. I mean, San Francisco certainly has the historical background of sexual liberation. Maybe there's more of a precedent there. A, can't speak to that. There's a group called Bonobo, which is uh, Burning Man adjacent. Burning Man adjacent. Yeah, they're kind of, um, 
I don't know if they're, I, I don't know the specifics, but they're kind of the same people that do put on the Orchie Dome hmm. and uh, Marine Man. And they have a whole orgy scene thing that you can go to, but they're very, like, consent-focused. Sure, and, like, sure. Uh, you have to do, like, an orientation. They have to accept you into the group, and you have to be this hot to enter or something. Do you know. have to do that thing also? I, I read a book many years ago from a guy who um, was researching the, um, uh, the, the orgy scene in, I think, California, I forget what it was called, but it had a bunch of gummy bears and sexual positions on the cover. Um, I think I got a free copy of this book from the bookstore I was volunteering at. It's an advanced edition. But one of the things he talked about was in pretty much any orgy he attempted to enter, they had rules where he had to bring at least one woman. I would assume that would apply here still. It took a while, but eventually after like a year and a half of being involved in the orgy scene, he could just show up to events with like a big thing of chili and they'd be like, oh, hey, Steve. No, I really want to eat chili during my orgy. You're right. Yeah. That's like seems like the worst orgy snack. Or the best, depending on your interests. Ew. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's a lot of that. There's a lot of polyamory, which is kind of exhausting to deal with. Are you interested in polyamory? No. Are you, okay, so you're inter- so you want to be in a monogamous relationship first yeah (laughs) okay so can i ask you why it's exhausting because i have my own understanding of this i feel like it's exhausting enough being in one person having one person in a relation okay not in that way but but you know what i mean like you have your life you have a job you have you want to exercise you want to have keep your own interests but when you're dating multiple people at the same time uh, giving them equal emotional yeah, commitment exactly. being able to do and the drama of everyone and their family and their you know yeah. what i mean like in their circle like listening to those things like that that takes up a lot of emotional space yeah why do you why are you not interested in it um they're from what I've observed, so my previous partner and I were kind of into it here. Okay. Um, and it's uh, it's just a lot of people that don't really like their partner but still don't know how to leave them. Okay. And um, so they're looking to, I don't know, like a rare word, get their rocks off. Mm-hmm. Um, physically with someone else and then go home to this person that they're like me about. Okay. Um, and so they're just interested in you because, not necessarily you're attracted to you, but because you're not their partner. Okay. And so it's not, God sucks, I'm not And, um, I don't know, it, it, it's the grass I, is greener mentality. Yeah, exactly. I, okay. I didn't. I didn't feel really good doing it, and I never really enjoyed myself doing it. I have stories, but I don't. I haven't like. I'll be available on the uncut version of this podcast. All the NDAs. Uncut. Yeah. 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 Um, Haha. Uh, yeah. So I'm not really interested, and I'm not really interested in dating a person who's involved in that scene. Uh. I mean, that being said, like, if that's something they're interested in, but they want to be in a monogamous relationship with me, I think that's okay if if we establish all the countries first. So it's like you want to be monogamous emotionally, but sexually polyamorous. Sure. I I, I think he's theoretically okay with it, but he's intrepid about diving again. Oh, okay. Is that fair? Um, Love my boundaries. I like to do it with someone who I actually care about. How about that? Dang. And like, want to spend, yeah, long while. So, that being said, where are you on the settling down, getting married spectrum? Like, are you looking to settle down eventually? Are you looking to get married? Are Um, you looking to just have a long term partner? I'm not opposed to any of those. Okay. So, yeah, where are you on the children spectrum? I don't know. How many Gregories do you want running around? Yeah. I already like have Gregory Re- Jr. And yeah. Fred and Ferdinand. Ferguson? Ferguson? Oh, Ferguson. I don't set up. We really don't. Yeah, we don't know our nephews at all. How many does the McConnell line van have? 
How many seeds? No. Fifteen, I think. <laughs> yeah. So you, your partner, and then thirteen kids. How many cats you could fit in there? Little bubble. <gasps> of That's what dinks actually means. Dual income, numerous kitties. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that could also be technically like a really sexual innuendo if you really think about it. I'm not going to think about it. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not opposed to children. I just, I don't know. Uh, I have not given any thought. I'm just not opposed, I guess. Okay. Probably adopt more sooner than... uh, Go through childbirth? Personally, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, I think does that answer your question? It does. Um, what's a wh- what are some non-negotiables? If you were to like put some non-negotiables down on the table for a long-term partner, give me shoot some at me. Must like tequila. Must like thirty dollar tequila. <laughs> the two buck truck of Trader Joe's. Oh, that's a good question. I have things that I like, but then there's a lot of things I don't really care about um, in the partner. It's just, it just comes down to, like personality. The vibes. Exactly. I was, yeah. I was trying to avoid the same word. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. It's just like how well we mesh together and how... Um, uh, if I... Because this person that I most recently courted in San Diego and not the Alpera girl, mm-hmm. I just felt exhausted. Like, I literally went... We went on... We got... Um, I think it was lunch. Yeah, we got sandwiches somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like so exhausted dealing with her. I just immediately went home and took a nap. Like, I I can't have that in my She's life. She's an energy vampire. Do you, yeah. Do you think yeah, it's an so. issue with, with extroverts and people who are like super expressive? Or do you think it's specific people and their actions? Yeah, specific okay. personality and their actions. Um, Sounds like a nice librarian type. That'd be lovely. Um... <laughs> Uh, it's not like what they, uh, how they interact with me or how they like interact with the world. It's just like, um, it's the vibes. Yeah, and, <laughs> and how what they want to do and like if they want to drag me along, even though they know I'm gonna hate it or, um, I don't know. Uh, this girl was very emotionally manipulative, but but also on the other hand, expected to be emo- manipulated back as well. Yeah, that's so, an interesting that's dynamic. <laughs> I yeah, <like> that. <laughs> because she was like, "Okay, well, you're I'm doing it to you, so you must do it back to me." Mm. And I was like, "I'm not gonna participate in this." Yeah, because <laughs> I respect you as a human being. Back away slowly, kids. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is she lived on my <laughs> street. On your street, yeah. Yeah. That's why Max was here and at the end of the year for like a month and a half because he's mm. waiting for her to move. Phase of it. <laughs> true. I think that might be all the gossip we're gonna get out of Max. I think so. He's getting increasingly um, large amounts of vibes. Yeah, he's shutting he's down. Just, yeah, he mm. really is. Yeah. So, should we try to wrap this up? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, before we do that, oh, P God. is for pals who do things together. U is for you and me. N is for anywhere and anytime at all, right here in the recording studio. Welcome back, everyone, to a very special episode of Pundamental Romance, the other podcast game show that Joel does. That I've never had two in one episode. Wow, this is truly a special episode. It's also the only, and I've double-checked this several times, the only pun-based podcast game show. No other podcasts do anything. Wait, like can this. I tell him? So, can I tell him about the, the meeting that we had on Tuesday? About that very special podcast that we found? I don't remember this. So can I can I can I openly talk sure. about? I'll just edit it out if you say no to this. But we're currently rebranding, and oh, yes. one oh. of the one of the titles that we new titles that we came up with was "It's Hard" because everything's hard right now. Inflation is hard. Relationships <laughs> are hard. Everything's hard. So I look it up, and I'm just seeing like if we're gonna copyright it or anything. And um, I look it up, and I'm like, oh crap! This like YouTube, this like Utah-based like sober um, influencer <laughs> named Jessica Boner. <laughs> already took this podcast i forgot about jessica boner j bone um so naomi you know the rules max you don't it's very simple i'm gonna read off the description of a made-up movie which is the mashup of two pieces of media at least one of which is romantic in nature okay you two have to guess what the name of this movie is i'm gonna give you the description you have to give me the title which is a mashup of give two an example other titles. Give yeah. an example. please give an example um so in the past we've had a couple of amazing winners there was the uh movie where richie rich um was trying to seduce his asian girlfriend crazy rich rich asians um 
There was the mashup of the Matthew McConaughey film Interstellar with how Stella got her groove back, how Interstellar got her groove back. Um, the example I'm going to give today is um, if I, for instance, read you a description of the film where Stella Payne, a successful 40-year-old stockbroker, is convinced to take a well-deserved vacation to Peru where she falls in love with the wacky King Cusco, played by David Spade, trying to get his throne back after being turned into a llama, you tell me the name of that film is... How Stella got her emperor's new groove back. Very good. See, the issue with this is that he quotes these really obscure films that were way before my time. Uh. And so, like, I know the classics, but I don't know the 80s, 90s, early 2000s films that he's talking about. Oh, you thought that was bad. You're not going to get any of these. Awesome. Okay, let's begin. This film is a 2004 romantic science fiction drama written by Charlie Kaufman and starring Jim Carrey as Megamind an alien supervillain struggling with his past and the fact everyone in Metro City hates him. After learning that his long-term girlfriend has had her memories erased in an experimental procedure designed to destroy trauma, he decides to undergo the same treatment. But trouble arises when the science experiment he created goes haywire and he has no memory of how to stop it. Wait, that's the the, the sleepless... They're on the ice and the... That movie? Sleepless in Seattle, exactly. No, no, no. no. And then there's... Obviously there's Megamind. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> um... What are we thinking? Megamind in Seattle. You <laughs> <laughs> plus Megamind. What is that movie? Anyone. I don't know. I, the one thing I hate about all Charlie Kaufman films is none of the titles are easily rememberable. Remember? Yeah. Easy to remember. Easy to remember. Yeah. I, I, I can visualize the cover. It's like Jim Carrey. And like if I tell you the start girl. of it is Eternal Sunshine. Oh, on the spotless mind? No. Is that it? Yeah, well, but going? then oh. let's tie it in oh. with Megamind. Eternal Sunshine on the Megamind? Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Megamind. I'll give you partial points for that Three quarters point, thank you. (laughs) Um, This second film is a 2019 American romantic comedy film written and starring Ali Wong. She plays a successful chef, returns to San Francisco after years away to open a new restaurant, and rekindles a childhood friendship with her pal Baby, an elusive and partially deaf youth played by Ansel Elgort. As time goes on, they begin to grow together romantically, but their relationship is threatened by the revelation that Baby is a getaway driver for local bank robbers, and now both the cops and the crew are after his head. Will his criminality, that is, the character Baby, not Ansel Elgort's criminality, (laughs) ruin their romance? Find out this summer in this film... It's obviously Baby Driver. Yeah. And I don't know what Ali Wong is in, though. She was on some Netflix movie, right? I, I She's tell in, Isn't she the comedian? Yeah. Yeah. She like Baby Tiger or whatever her stand is. Oh, 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 fuck, I'm picturing it. I literally, like, watched it on a flight. It was awful. I watched the first, like, ten minutes of it, and then I, like, could not do it. Oh. Well, let me think about that. My flight in-flight movie story is I watched the Nicolas Cage film Pig on a flight, oh. and the first 30 minutes had no none of the audio, and I thought this was like a really creative artistic decision. Naomi, do you got I anything? have no idea. All the mashup title is Always Be My Baby Driver after Always Be My Maybe and Baby Driver. Oh. Be My Baby Boy for Max is in the lead with partial points. I Woo! Don't have one full point. Uh, this one is a 2006 American fantasy romance film starring Keanu Reeves and Hugh Laurie, an architect and doctor who fall in love while exchanging letters through a lakeside mailbox that can send messages two years through time each direction. Hugh Laurie plays an eccentric doctor in 2008 who is able to diagnose incredibly obscure diseases. Keanu's character in 2006 falls in love with his dry wit and their shared addiction to prescription drugs. Things get weird, however, when Hugh realizes that Keanu no longer exists in the present and has to figure out how to prevent his death. Is that You've Got Mail? And um, House? Yeah. Ooh, you got one of those. Is the house no, it's got- The Lake House. And what is the mashup title, Max? Before Naomi gets it. The house house. <laughs> house like um lake house. House and lake. <laughs> the house house lake house. I'll give you points for that. I was looking for the lake house MD. That's dumb. The full no. TV title is House MD, by the way. Oh. Also, it went through like three separate titles that's its own can of worms. Final one, Naomi. Okay. Make up the gap. Beat your brother. Uh, Conver- you will be the I'm alpha. I'm so sibling. bad at this. Like, if you think I'm bad Wait, at the so other one, one I'm worse now? at this. I'll give you one and a half points right now. <laughs> Ooh. We'll, we'll say this one's two points, Naomi. Ah. 
Unfortunately, I think Max might have an edge. The 2010 film is an adaptation of a comic series by Brian O'Malley and a book by Max Brooks. Scott, played by Brad Pitt, is a down-on-his-luck slacker musician from Canada who falls in love with Ramona, an Amazon delivery driver in the middle of a zombie apocalypse which is quickly decimating civilization. She agrees to date him, but only if he can defeat her seven exes, all of whom have been turned into zombies. This being an Edgar Wright film, everything is shot with a distinctive style, but unfortunately the film was tarnished by lingering in production hell for years before finally being made. Wait, is this Zombieland and... Um, oh, Brad Scott Pitt Pilgrim. zombie movie. Oh, oh no, World War Z. And the mashup title is... You gotta give it to me. Uh, Scott... Oh, Naomi looks so World baffled. War Z. Scott, Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim versus the World, World War Z. Z. Oh, uh, devastating. I'm so disappointed in my siblings. Mostly in Naomi, but yeah, partially both of them. Max, yeah, I think you have beaten her. Resoundingly. By just getting partial points the entire time. <laughs> Woohoo! Well, well done. Uh, next time you appear on a podcast in episode 500, I'll be sure to have <laughs> even more. Though there will be a quiz where we ask you questions about the content in the previous 499 okay. episodes. Yes. By that point, I hope you have a video podcast. I hope you have your own assistant to pull up stuff on the TV. Yeah, right. we need like a sound studio. Yeah. And, like, a, mm-hmm. yeah. I, mean, I want a fart sound effect <laughs> and a wooga. Um, an audience going oh. a, bling, a bleep every time I say something bad yeah yeah actually let's have the button that makes you say that specific word and just inject that in as oh, needed. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry ejaculate it into podcast <laughs> as needed yeah uh, Max it has been an absolute pleasure having you on our podcast we do appreciate you coming out from the shadows and revealing yourself and soon we'll have your own spinoff Guy Family Architecture Podcast we'll help you get it off the ground oh thanks who says I already don't have it? That's a really good that's point. That's a really... It's yeah. like you with your tattoos. It's true. Or our uncle with his secret family. Yeah, that's very true yeah. as well. Or Max with his secret family. Also well, very you, you true. You know about three of them. So. I, you already yeah. are really involved with Marsha at this point. Uh-huh. No. No. <laughs> saying that in the world. No. Uh, anything we want to go out on, Max? One thing we do ask the people who come on our podcast is, are there any good causes you would like to draw attention to? Any, like, local charities or even national organizations you think don't get enough credit? Uh, well, you should help with the Turkey earthquake, Sashiri earthquake. Oh, and, very good. Yeah. Um, and you should probably help them enforce building codes about especially about earthquakes if they're going to keep living on a fault line see so. architecture architecture podcast right architecture here. victim blame blame <laughs> it was a federal government thing I it was know, not man. the people maybe Understood. this is you manipulating the podcast well thank you once more i hope you enjoy your remaining time in phoenix and come back soon okay smell you later <laughs> Thanks for the use of our theme music, which is the song Drop by Ketza. You can find more of their music online at ketza.uk. You can also find Date These Guys online on Twitter and Instagram at Date These Guys, or visit our website at datetheseguys.org. If you have questions you'd like us to discuss in the podcast or marriage proposals for either of us, shoot us an email at datetheseguys at gmail.com.